0: with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castanery king and today I'm delighted to have Jack Calabrese from Dover, New Hampshire. Welcome, Jack. I'm very glad
1: to be here. Thank yeah. you for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on down and doing the interview. And um, are
1: we, I am are we not... allowed to tell people that there's a whiskey in front of me oh, right sh- now? Oh, sh-
0: Okay, it's past five. We're good. (laughs) Um, I, I have such a hard time figuring out how to introduce you because you claim not to be a professional artist, but your caliber of work is phenomenal. So what do I say about you?
1: it's a good question okay you know, i i think i'm an individual in transition you know, right now
0: aren't we all <clears throat> okay good
1: so you know in some regard um yeah. you know I consider myself an aspiring artist I think that I have a long way to go I'm probably a little bit more self-critical yeah than i should be but
0: mm-hmm.
1: unfortunately i or, or fortunately i have a very good job yeah. in uh, an industry which is not the most creative in the world there are pockets of creativity that I have but I work I work in insurance yeah so you know wow. that's kind of where the art kind of came in okay in that um I needed balance okay from my that side of the yeah. brain you know spreadsheets and you know putting together presentations and
0: so um have have you always
1: let's back up have you yeah. always
0: been a New Englander I have. You have, okay. Yeah. So, and right now you're in Dover. Yeah. And, but you're from Winthrop, Mass.
1: I'm from Winthrop, Mass. Winthrop, so I was, Mass. I was born in Boston. I know
0: a lot of people from Winthrop,
1: And Mass. I grew up in Winthrop. I know that you've interviewed the famous Todd. Oh, yes, Anita. of
0: course. <laughs> and
1: one of the, one of my early introductions into, you know, I guess what you'd call the seacoast art scene is was through Todd. Okay. And the way that I quickly made acquaintances was through Todd because uh-huh. I literally would walk out my back door, run across my yard hop across the fence, cross the street, and I'd be in Todd's yard. <laughs> <clears throat> so I've known Todd you guys since. guys
0: go way back.
1: I've known Todd since he was okay. seven.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And his, I'm
0: sure there are stories to tell.
1: His <laughs> mother, who was a fixture in the, yes, she in, is. In the art world She's in this a area, uh, used to literally chase me out of her yard. <laughs> you get you. out of here, Jack. Good for you, Patty. You that. <laughs> so that, that's it. kind of where, wow. where it started for me as a matter of fact. I love it. You know, I, I expressed an interest in trying to paint. I had never done it before. Yeah,
0: when? When? So it was How about f- four or five years ago. Okay, yeah. So it's more, more, like, more like
1: five years ago. I, yeah. It was one of those things where, you know, there are people in this world that say, someday I'm going to go to Europe, and they yeah. never do it. Yeah. You know, they have their bucket list. And for me, I had always wanted to try painting, you know, that romantic
0: right.
1: aspiration of, like, standing in a field like Van Gogh and, you know. <laughs> Hopefully not shooting myself, <clears throat> but um, my wife actually listened to me and, and she actually bought me a set of acrylics Yeah. and I had no training whatsoever and I set up at our kitchen table and got paint everywhere and just nice. loved it immediately. But I, the first time I had ever touched a brush to canvas with oil paints was on Monhegan Wow. One, of, one of Todd's
0: workshops. So oh talk, my gosh, so me too. Talk, I talk about you intimidation
1: you know like in I'm Todd's looking, class <laughs> I'm looking to my right. I'm yeah. looking to my left and going "Oh,
0: yeah no, and I'm then he, he has everybody announce you know yeah. so give us a little background. oh, well I my degree is in you know commercial arts and this that and the other and you're like, why? Yeah. yeah, yeah, so that's interesting. So just a couple of years ago, but now back up a little bit. What is your very earliest recollection ever, ever? From childhood on, as far as anything artistic,
1: and I, I think like a lot of people, it was crayons, and, yeah, okay. and drawing, okay, eating paste in third grade. <laughs> oh, <please. clears throat> now, yeah. With you know, with I mean, for me, and, and you know, I kind of joked about you know growing up with Todd, but I remember clearly, you know, being in Todd's living room and, yeah. and drawing and really, yeah, wow. And, and back then, it was you know it was army guys and. <laughs> The rock band KISS.
0: Oh, no. Of course.
1: And sometimes army guys and KISS fighting. <laughs> wow. And unfortunately, you know, Todd, at some point, you know, continued to pursue his art mm-hmm. and develop it. And I stuck around and pursued his sister. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, Until the famous Patty you. chased gets- me out of the army.
0: You go, Patty. You go, Patty. So, okay, um... You're also a pretty phenomenal photographer, so where did where does that come in?
1: You know, kind of the same thing. Okay. You know, um, always had an interest in it, never to the degree that I, I actually took the leap. Yeah. And there's a, a gentleman on my street, a guy by the name of Mark Holchannon, who is a phenomenal uh, photographer, hmm. and. You know, just seeing what he was doing. I remember when we first moved into the neighborhood, I actually paid him to follow my wife and my kids and I around Portsmouth.
0: Wow. It was
1: going to be my Christmas gift to my wife. Oh. To select a couple of prints oh. and have them matted and framed. Oh. And I watched what he did. And I loved it so much, especially black and white photography. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. you know, the richness, you know, the, yeah. the depth and the drama that you get out of it. I just absolutely loved. So I went and bought myself a camera. And that was
0: how long ago?
1: That's a good, you know, 10, 15 years ago Mm. and just started walking around. And I I have to tell you, one of the most therapeutic things for me back then, you know, because stresses of work and life and bringing Mm -hmm. up a family and whatnot. There was nothing like getting up first thing in the morning before the sun came up and strapping the camera over my shoulder and just walking downtown and just seeing what you saw.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it was like mining for gold. You know, sometimes you came home with nothing
0: right
1: sometimes you came home with fool's gold thinking that you had something and it was yeah. <laughs> nothing and sometimes you you just caught magic yeah and that was so
0: this was 10 years you were into digital
1: photography yeah, yeah, then,
0: yeah yeah and did you always kind of lean towards the black and white yeah and did you yeah. always lean towards portraits of people
1: um that's a good question you know i think that whether you're painting or whether it's photography you get out there and you kind of try everything. Yeah. And you start to find out your own personality starts to come out. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I know about me is I like
0: people. Yeah.
1: I am, you know. Yeah, Your
0: photos of, of people are, are so, I can't even describe how descriptive they are. Yeah. I mean, you could write a list of 100 adjectives about each one
1: catching just, people in that right moment. Yeah. As you know, especially if it's not planned and you you just catch that 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 turn of the face, that unexpected yeah. smile or you know when somebody's just about to start laughing is is just incredible to me. It is. You know, not to say that that going out and capturing landscapes or sunsets or you know that type of thing aren't they're not beautiful, but there's yeah. there's something spon- spontaneous about catching people like that and there's there's to me, you know, there's more of a uniqueness to it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nobody that looks like that. There's nobody that smiles like that. Yeah.
0: But I think it has to be you behind that camera that's bringing that out of people in some way. Well, you know, the funny thing
1: is, is so this guy, Mark Holchannon, is is definitely more of a landscape photographer. It doesn't mean that he doesn't do great portraits or, you know, great, you know, capturing people at the right moment. But on our street and in our neighborhood, we always have our cameras. And he is regarded as the landscape guy, (laughs) and I am regarded as the people portrait
0: guy. Interesting.
1: And it's it's a matter of, you know, our own personalities coming up. Mark is very entertaining. He's a great guy. He can tell a good story. But he is, at his core, an introvert. Yeah. And it saps his energy to be around people. Yeah. Yeah. And it feeds me. Right, obviously. (laughs) So that that personality kind of comes through our work organically yes you know I mean it's not it's not anything that happened by design it just happened
0: yeah and I I mean it's got to be a major career for you because I I'm not joking when I say that your your photographs of people are stunning in a a way that I can't even describe so I have to ask last night when you had obviously some kind of Grammy party at your house (laughs) posting on Facebook did those poor unsuspecting people know they were gonna end up on Facebook as you were snapping away um, yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> they, they, they just, the they house. know yeah, the, if, the, the rules of the road, you know, at Florence street is more, more than likely you're going to, you're going to end up in a frame or on Facebook, I you know, there, that. there aren't any releases or anything like that, but I've, I've really gotten compensated for I my photos. It. So it's, they can sue me all they want. Yeah, Right, <laughs> right,
0: right, right. I love it. So that's a great hobby. You've picked up a few things and, um, I think Deb started cello, right? She did, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So she's, you know, she's tied up with. Uh, she teaches school, yeah. And she's, um, she's got this beautiful cello. Actually, yeah. you know, kind of a funny story. I bought her a, a cello for Christmas without her knowing. I bought her off Craigslist. Why? I had no idea. Did
0: what she express interest?
1: Said so it was something that she had always wanted to do, even oh, when she was a little
0: kid. I love it. And how long ago was this?
1: So this was a good five or six years so
0: ago. So you guys just kind of, you know, the kids get older, and it's like, now we're going to start doing it. That,
1: that's own. part of it. And, and it, it, I, I think with the kids getting older, we certainly had more time. And as I was kind of getting into my hobbies, yeah, I wanted to pull her along yeah. in, in her own way. Not that she needed the help, but I, I thought, hey, you know, yeah. this is something that I can do that's so great. to kind of introduce it to her. And then, then it's up to her, mm-hmm. you know, what, what she mm-hmm. does with it. But, you know, the funny story is, I went on Craigslist and I found this student grade cello. I had no idea what I was doing. And I bought it and I paid like $500 yeah. for it, which is not an inexpensive, but in the world of cellos, it's yeah. very cheap.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, <clears throat> I bought a CD. I gave her that as a present. I was like, hey, while we're opening the presents, I was like, why don't you put this on? <laughs> and she she was like, all right. So I went in the other room and I put it on the, you know, the CD player. And as it was playing, I walked into the doorway with a cello. In the bow. <laughs> and I was kind of lip syncing with,
0: yeah, yeah. With,
1: with the cello. And she put her head in her hands and she sobbed.
0: Oh. And the kids were
1: there and they were obviously touched by it
0: oh. and, and whatnot. Anyway, okay, so we're off on music. But let's get back to painting. Yes. So you started off with, with was
1: Todd your first workshop ever? He was. For painting? He was. He, he invited... And you went to Monhegan? Yeah.
0: And how'd you meet him?
1: So... He saw that I had actually posted a couple of paintings on Facebook. Wow. And and we just happened to run into each other here in Portsmouth. And he mentioned it. He was like, hey, you know, I saw that you're painting. He was like, I was going to comment on it, but, mm. you know, let you do your own thing. And he actually invited me to yeah. a day workshop that he was doing out in gonquet. Okay. He was like, you know, you, you yeah. don't have to pay for it or anything like that. Just come out and see what it's all about. Yeah. So I went out there and met a bunch of people, and that's where he started to talk about money, And I had never even heard of the place before. Yeah. And he talked me into going out He's there convinced. and 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 just said, "I think this is your yeah. thing." Yeah. So you know, blindly, I yeah. signed up and nice. bought a bunch of stuff. Right. And I went out you. there and made a mess. <laughs> I love it. It was great. Todd. Life-changing. Experience. Todd's
0: really good at cleaning up messes of yeah. beginners. Yeah, straightening us out, putting us on the right path. Yeah. So what? Who else have we studied with?
1: A lot of people locally. Okay. So uh, Donald Journey. Yeah. Stan Moeller. Chris Bay mm-hmm. Sean Beavers, um, probably a lot of the people that you've interviewed. Yeah. You know, I mean, nice. that, this, that's the scene here. You know, really, yeah. But I'm, mean, you know, what I'm starting to branch out and look at other artists. Not that you know the people locally have any shortcomings by any means, mm-hmm. but just kind of looking at what I think I want to trend toward. Yeah. So you know, I'm looking at people like Dan Graziano. I
0: don't mm-hmm. know if you you
1: know him I or not. I know he used to teach in this area. He's down in Pennsylvania now. Okay. But Stan molerish
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's. Pretty cool stuff. So
0: what are you looking for exactly in a teacher? Someone who is teaching um, a style that you're looking to learn or someone who... Yeah, I, th-
1: I think that's an important part of it. I think that you really need to look at people's work mm. and really get an understanding of where you want to go. Right. Because I, I definitely have taken workshops and classes from people that were trying to get me to paint like they paint. Yeah. Yeah. And while it was great, you always pick up nuggets, you know, you pick oh, up yeah. fundamentals and yeah, yeah. you know values and color Absolutely. harmony and all that type of thing. But I think you owe it to yourself to be somewhat ruthlessly critical in terms of what you want and where you want to go to.
0: Right.
1: You know, you really have to take a half step back, at least, and map it out.
0: Yeah.
1: Where do, where do you want to go? And is that workshop, is that teacher, mm-hmm. you know, is that outing? going to get you to the, to the next place. And, you know, I think initially you kind of go because you just want to absorb anything.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But then you start to find your own path.
0: Yeah. You become more critical. Yeah. Um, So do you have any kind of, I mean, you seem to already have such a unique style. Really? Yeah, I, I do. I really think so. I think you underestimate yourself greatly as far as a painter and in your own style. So, um, I think you said you're studying now with Sean Beavers. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me about that. <clears throat>
1: so the Sean Beavers thing is, is you know, first, he's a, he's a great artist. But, again, he's not necessarily somebody that I want to paint like. Yeah, you don't want to emulate. Sure. So, you know, I, I took his class, and it's more of a class. It's not a workshop. I mean, he's got it so it's structured. I mean, it's, it's like, um, you know, there's a syllabus, and, mm-hmm. you know, there are – exercises that that you're required you know to do. Wow. And even though I had a few people that say, yeah, I don't think that's the class for you. Really? Yeah.
0: Why? Why yeah. don't they think that? Because they think you've already got a developed style like me. I think <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's
1: more that he has such a precise way of painting. He's very okay. tight. He's a realist. And he's yes. an he's an amazing,
0: yeah.
1: amazing yeah, he does painter. Amazing. But it's yeah. it's not where i'm looking to go so i think i think the the advice that i got from people was you know kind of going back to that what i just said and i'm kind of contradicting myself but (laughs) but one of the reasons why i'm taking sean's class is he is an amazing teacher and what he's really doing for the very first time is really outside of a weekend on monhegan there's continuity Mm -hmm. in terms of introducing the fundamentals of painting okay brushes and how you hold it and values and color charts and things of that nature, which mm-hmm. I had not really done in a consistent
0: yeah. way.
1: Yeah. And to be able to get some of those chops down, to get a better understanding of that, I think is going to allow me yeah. to be able to start to translate what's in my head mm-hmm. onto the canvas.
0: Okay.
1: And, you know, you said a very kind thing in, in, a couple of minutes ago in terms of, you know, I underestimate myself in terms of the quality of the the work that I'm doing. Mm. I think the thing that frustrates me, and probably frustrates every mm. artist in their first number of years, is I still haven't gotten remotely close yeah. <laughs> to what's in my head. <laughs> and who knows if I ever will?
0: Right, And that's part of the journey, isn't it? Right, right. Yeah, so you're trying to acquire tools to be able to allow you to right. express whatever it is. I need
1: my hands to change. We to don't speak, know what's in there, that
0: could be there. scary, okay. <laughs>
1: You may not want to find out.
0: <laughs> that's the point. Okay, so what what artists in general ex- inspire you? What artists' work do you really yeah and, look at, value study? You know, I think I think
1: a lot of the you know the biggies. Um, you know, for a while it was so into Hopper. Yeah,
0: and I, and I think
1: it was. You know, I actually read somewhere and I was surprised by this, but the, I watched this documentary. That's what it was, where they said that Hopper was not a great painter. Hmm. Technically, but he told great stories. His paintings had great narratives. Yeah, you know, and you know, I have to tell you, so you know, if you go down to the MFA, um, you know, they have a handful of Hoppers there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there are some people's work like Hopper, and I've said the first time locally, the first time I went into Stan Moller's studio, hmm. I, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I was having an yeah. emotional yeah. reaction.
0: Yeah. And
1: Stan's studio at the time when he was at the mills,
0: yeah.
1: you know, there were paintings everywhere. Mm-hmm. You could not get away from it, you yeah. know? So it was like being underwater for a second, which mm-hmm. strangely enough, mm-hmm. there were a lot of water paintings. Yeah, underwater. Right. Right. Of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. But, <laughs> okay. but you know, S- you know, Stan locally is, is a, a biggie for me. Uh, yeah. you know, Hopper, Bellows, um, you know, obviously, like Sergeant, mm. I would kill to be able to. Well, I would literally kill. Him. <laughs> That's good news. But, but I mean, the, the originality of, of Van Gogh, which I know is yeah. kind of cliche, yeah, in in a way. But I mean, there's somebody that did something completely unique, right? And you know, completely different than
0: and didn't care, didn't care what everyone
1: thought. You know, I mean, some of those paintings, just yeah. just to know that. He wasn't even using a brush. He was basically scraping the tube of paint along the canvas.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: That may be true, or I may have just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's true. It's very dramatic. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's true.
0: <laughs> Either way, <clears throat> I'm in awe. So. <laughs> All right. But, um, I mean, that
1: that type of thing is is just absolutely cool. And, and you know what? I think one of the things that, you know, when I had those early conversations with Todd, he was like, you know what? I see it in you. I know it in you. there was there's an artist in there. Yeah. And I think those experiences, you know, when you're standing in front of, of of Van Gogh down at the MFA or in New York, and you have that emotional experience, you know that, Oh, okay. I'm screwed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gigs up. Oh boy. All right. So let's go on to talk about, um, Your studio, your practice, how do you fit this in with a full-time job? Talk talk about, actually, if you could talk about your studio, where do you paint? Because I think you put up a really cool video a couple, maybe a year ago.
1: Yeah.
0: On Facebook.
1: So uh, I started out at my kitchen table, dining room table. (laughs) Yeah. That didn't last long.
0: We all do. And then we get kicked out.
1: (laughs) I got kicked out pretty quick. (laughs) It almost got kicked out entirely. (laughs) uh but then and you touched upon it earlier and it, you know I never really made the connection that that you know the hobbies start coming in once the kids start yeah, getting older yeah. and you all of a sudden have a little bit more free time yeah and um
0: but I love that you had started first and then you like kind of you didn't push them into it but you you opened that door of course she would cry that was a, a beautiful gift it was Yeah. Very nice
1: yeah it was a distraction <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to paint here go play with this
0: Oh, boy. okay, so you were first at the dining room table, you got kicked out.
1: Got kicked out.
0: First kid goes to college. First
1: there, first bro. kid goes to college, I think literally <laughs> as she was driving down the street, I was moving my easel and everything into
0: yes. her old
1: bedroom. Oh, god. <clears throat> because here's kind of a, an interesting side note, even when she was 12, Vanessa said, you know, look, guys, I love you, <laughs> but when I turn 18 – I like living here, but I am out of here.
0: Oh, God! And
1: it's not that I don't want to live at home.
0: Don't you love those kids?
1: It's not that I don't want to live at home, but there's a great big world out yes. there, and I want to see all of it. Okay, go. And strangely enough, yeah. my son, who was a year younger, yeah. who was an earshot of that conversation, said, I'm going to live with you until I'm 40. <laughs> but she left.
0: There's one in every crowd. Okay, go ahead. She
1: left, and I moved into into her room.
0: Yeah.
1: And it started out as just a corner. Okay. And then little by little, yeah. it's taken over her yeah. entire room. And there are art books, and there are yeah. records, and there's an is, old Victoria. Is there any way there.
0: I can actually – could you give me that video? I could put it on the website. Sure. Okay, absolutely. that would be sure. a great link. That yeah. was really well done. Okay, yeah. I love that. So that's your studio. You've, you've um, Yeah. The, she it's, was it's, not kidding. She's not coming back, and you took over.
1: No, she's not coming back. <laughs> it's, and it's not optimal. I, I need to do some things to make it better. Yeah. You know, and I and I think we all kind of go down that that road where, you know, initially the kitchen table is fine. I know. And then you move on, and you're like, okay, I might need a better easel than this. Yeah. <laughs> or I better, you know, I need a better palette than this. And you know, for me right now, and I think what a lot of people underestimate initially is that you need good lighting.
0: Oh, that's huge.
1: <clears throat> and that for huge. and for me, uh-huh. you know, that that's my next investment in terms of, yep. you know, I, I, unfortunately, I have to rely upon artificial light to a certain degree yeah. because most of the painting that I do is at four in the morning.
0: Yeah. And mine's at night too. And the next morning I look and I'm either pleasantly surprised, yeah. and pleased, yeah. or I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what happened there? Yeah.
1: Lighting's important.
0: It's yeah, it's huge. So how do you fit that into your schedule? You're saying 4am yeah. is that for real?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, wow. so I have a career in the insurance industry that, yeah. you know, My paintings are not going to be able to replace the type of income that I'm making in the insurance industry. Not that I'm making a billion dollars, but, you know, I'm I'm, sure that's how I I earn my living. And, and, you know, the reality of it is and you know, one of the frustrations of it is, is that I have to work around that schedule. And it's actually better now than it was. Okay. because previously not only was I working 95, but I was traveling almost 70 percent of the time. So I was in airports and yeah. on planes and hotels and used to have these aspirations. Oh, I'm going to bring a sketchbook and yeah. I'm going to sketch on the plane right. and, and whatnot. But there are so many things mm-hmm. that seem to get in the way that prevented me from doing so.
0: So you have
1: to, you know, find the time to be able to dedicate, it, you know, to it. And so you know, like going back to like Todd, you know, Todd says that you have to paint a mile of canvas before you have mm-hmm. your first masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And I'm about, you know, a tenth of a mile in <laughs> right right now. Um, but, you know, here's the thing that I know that I've been bitten by the bug and this thing is going to yeah. stick with me for a little while. Yeah, is, I was going to say, I think Because I have plenty of obstacles in front of me right now to prevent me from getting up there and painting. And I'm still painting. And, you know, in one of your, the sheet that you gave me where you talked about some of the questions they yeah. I asked... You know, do you consider yourself a full-time painter or a part-time right. painter? I consider myself a full-time painter. Yeah. Even though I work, you know, more than nine to five in a job, you know, I try to find time to paint either before or after work. But I can tell you that I'm always thinking about painting. That's good. Always.
0: That's really good.
1: So, you know, if I'm walking through an airport, yeah. I'm looking at lighting and yeah. I'm looking at
0: architecture. Values and
1: compositions. Yeah. Whatnot. And it does it. make you... Look at the world, you know, far differently. Right. I'm ruined in the fruit section. I know. Um,
0: so, yeah, you've crossed over into obsession. Yeah. 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 A little <laughs>
1: bit. A little bit.
0: That's a good place to be. Yeah. I like that.
1: There are worse things that can happen.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So what's your current process? How do you find your subject?
1: It's uh. It's pure inspiration. I, You know, they, there's no method to it, you know, for me. You know, as as much as I like people and love to photograph people, I haven't really gone down the road and immersed myself in trying to be a portrait artist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, aside from the fact that everybody says, Oh, it's the toughest thing to do and, and I've done a little bit of it. Yeah. And I've had some successes and like everybody else, I've wow. had a ton of failures. Good for you to try. But in and I think that's some something that I will, you know, continue to do. But yeah. you know, I'm I'm just flighty enough that you know, if you look at all the paintings that I've done, it's a bit all over the
0: place. Yeah. Honestly. If there's a scene
1: like that catches me, if there's an artist that I've looked at and said, hey, I want to explore how they do seascapes. Right. You know, for, for me, you know, one of the reasons why I don't necessarily consider myself a professional artist is I am an artist in transition or in process right now. Yeah. So my goal right now is to really dedicate as much time as I possibly can to painting yeah. and to do it full time when I'm able to retire.
0: Right. Right.
1: So I almost look at this as this is pre-gaming for yeah. me. This is practice for me. This is the time to get the skills down and whatnot. And it doesn't mean that I'm not you know, aspiring to you know, do good work or even sell work or mm-hmm. whatnot, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't have a website. Mm-hmm. I don't have my work in a gallery.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I have a room full of paintings. You know, yeah. because what I'm really after, what my goal is right now, is to become proficient in it, yeah. to be able to articulate what's in my head. That's what I'm after right now, and the rest of it is a distraction to me.
0: <laughs> nice. So, do you go from photo reference when you sometimes,
1: under, sometimes you're I, studios. you know, the, you know, the, the funny thing is, is I, I think the most success that I've had is plein air painting. Is it okay? You know, and yeah. I think, you know, just being out in the, the element and being mm. immersed in it and really kind right. of living up to the the fantasy of yeah, yeah. that impressionistic <laughs> painter in my head. You know, I mean, I, I totally yeah. get into it. But, um, you know, if I'm working in my studio, and, and most of the time when I'm in my little home studio, it, it is by, you know, photo.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I,
1: and I know that, um, you know, working off of photographs can be, difficult they can they can lie to you in a, yeah, lot, sure. in a lot of different ways yeah. but you know the fact that you're in a, a more controlled environment and you're looking at that's at, at something and it allows you to kind of take your time i think that sometimes that serves me well mm. and i think sometimes it kills the spontaneity
0: mm. do you ever do still lifes? oh yeah you set them up yeah. do you have good lighting no <laughs> i have terrible
1: lighting but I'm working. On
0: Bad it. lighting on still lives. Okay. But then, you
1: know, the still lives are, are, are great. Um, and then one, one of the things that I need to do is to, you know, I have such little time to be able to, to yeah. paint. I have to fit it in where I can. There are things that I should be doing that will help me with my painting, like mm-hmm. building a proper still life stand yeah. in place and I getting know. good right. lighting and, yeah. and that type of thing. But I think about doing that, but instead I just, paint in the Ooh, I, lousy lighting
0: no I yeah I fall into that category terribly so you say you kind of paint all over the place do you ever paint in series at all or have you thought of painting a series
1: so the, the thing that I'm starting to work on right now so I had a, a friend of mine that referred me to I don't know who it is somebody at the Dover Public Library mm-hmm. and they're looking to feature artists nice. each each month yep and I said, okay, what the hell? So I signed up. Good. So I'm going to have my work displayed at the Dover Public Library in September of 2019. A ah, little pressure. Little pressure, which is good. It's good. And I find I find it good. But I thought instead of just taking you know 15 random pieces of work that I would actually put them together in kind of a theme. Yes. So what I'm doing is really kind of immersing myself in. Dover. I'm going to do 25 paintings of the city of Dover the way that I see it. Yep. And and it's not just kind of the, you know, the landscapes or the cityscapes or whatnot, but also really kind of taking the neighborhood yeah. into consideration as well. Yeah. Because one of the things, you know, I never ever thought that I was going to live in Dover, mm-hmm. New Hampshire. I was a kid from Boston. And mm-hmm. I actually moved here by way of Los Angeles, if you can
0: believe that. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> but we landed in Round the most... Of incredible amazing neighborhood yeah uh and i owe so much to dover kind of distantly but more so the neighborhood and where we landed and we landed on a street of kind of transplants wow and we have this amazing community that's continued for 20 years wow that part of the series will be to feature kind of the family sense of community that we've been able to find in dover
0: yeah that's
1: really nice so that's that's my that's my theme right now theme. and you know in the, the 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 interesting thing is 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 you know again so you call it the artist's eye or the photographer's eye i've already done one or two paintings but it's not your typical view of dover it has more of a rustic urban you mm-hmm. know i that's the type of thing that that appeals to me a little bit more so like one of the first pieces that i did is a market in dover called Gennado's. yeah it's a throwback
0: yeah,
1: and it's uh, you know in the back of Jinetos there is an old style kind of like butcher shop back there, <laughs> and in the front windows in the front facade, you know every every week they actually take butcher paper
0: <laughs> and put up the
1: specials, and they put up the specials. I love it. And, love and to it. me, I was like, that is something that is totally uniquely
0: <laughs> yeah. Dover to me. Oh yeah,
1: you know, not that I'm sure it exists elsewhere. Sure, but it is it is p- part of the fabric,
0: yeah,
1: and part of the culture of Dover whether you appreciate it or not
0: yeah. and
1: I think that unfortunately um, it's one of those things that I, you don't know if it's going to be there in a couple of years oh, so to be yeah. able to capture that it's true is uh, to me pretty important and
0: pretty yeah. amazing well that's really awesome so that show is when
1: uh, September
0: September yeah. at the Dover Public Library yeah that's cool um, so I like that you can do a series you've got your subjects. What's your wow factor? How do you know what it, like, wow, it's
1: done? What is no, that? I have no idea. <laughs> um, okay. You know, the, you know, the funny thing is, that to me, the wow factor can be elusive.
0: Yeah. In
1: that, that there, are, there are times where I'm painting away and I can step back and go, wow. Yeah. That looks amazing. Yeah. And then wash up and go to bed and yeah. walk in the next month and go, Huh, it's that lighting. It could it could be it could be the lighting. It could I be the lighting. Know. you know, you know for me, if you can actually capture something that you know people uh, know what it is, but it's painterly
0: and mm. it's mm. you know,
1: but it's you know it's got a looseness, so it's not forced. And it, you know that's the thing of you know for me that I kind of struggle with right now is that I, I almost feel like I'm kind of in between that place. You know there's a realism component to it. there's kind of a painterly mean a part to it as well, yeah, and I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle where I can see elements of i think where I'm gonna go right but I can all already see i can also see kind of the amateurish aspect of it as well
0: huh. that i'm
1: I'm still a student of the craft and will always be a student sure it, right sure but um
0: huh.
1: i I haven't really gotten to the point where I've been able to step back at a lot of the pieces that I've developed and say, wow, i really like that. Really? Wow. I think, you know, pe- people say, you know, look, how, how have you gotten so good? You're very
0: self-critical.
1: Yeah. How, yeah. how have you gotten so good? Or how are you making progress or you're making a lot of progress and you know, people say, you know, how do you do it? Right. It's a lot of reading. Yeah. It's a lot of YouTube books.
0: Reading as uh, far a lo-
1: as, you know, yeah, the art books. So, you know, any, anything. So okay. like the, The Richard Schmidt book or the the Carlson book or anything where you can actually get some of those technical things, but also looking at, you know, the Monet books or the, um, you know, the Wythe books in terms of looking at style and trying to figure out how Mm. they did those type of things. It's a lot of YouTube videos. I watch a ton Mm. of painting tutorials, a lot of them. When? (laughs) Almost, I kid you not. Used to be
0: um, in airports, but not anymore.
1: (laughs) I I, I kid you not, almost every night before I go to bed. Really? You know, some of them are five minutes. Some oh, of oh, them oh. are are an hour. Yeah, and some of them are really good, and some of them are, are not great. But you know, I always try to pick up, you know, a little something, you know, here and there. But here, here's the thing, you know, people say, you know, how do you how do you make sure that you're trending in the right direction? It's a lot of reading. Yeah, it's a lot of watching of videos. It's a lot of thinking.
0: hmm
1: And it's a lot of shitty paintings.
0: Yeah.
1: And I have a pretty good pile of paintings that I can look at one from this year and I can look at one from last year mm-hmm. and I can see the progress but I'm still on that journey
0: yeah I again I think you're very critical because I have watched your painting and I've been in awe of, and I didn't realize that you're actually that new at painting now I dislike you even more <laughs> most people do <laughs> so but the only place that people can actually see your work is on your Facebook page
1: Right, right now, that's that's yeah. Uh, you gotta step it up. You yeah, need a website. That's certainly the case. You, yeah, you, you, definitely
0: buy this library show, you better have that done.
1: Yeah, no question.
0: Okay, no, good. no question. Okay, good. And I, and okay. I've gotten
1: I've, I've gotten the um, the commitment of you know some I got some latitude from the misses to be able to make sure that that we do that. <laughs> yeah, work doesn't know about it. You know, they think that you know painting is weird. Yeah, you know, well. just a different different world um, <laughs> but it's almost like the lighting thing for me you know yeah. the, the website or getting into a gallery where you actually have to dedicate time and, and right whatnot right is taking me away from the little bit of time that I can actually paint
0: it is yeah do you still have one kid at home
1: I didn't oh but now I
0: do <laughs> utilize that all of mine are out of state but boy when they were around it was yeah they can do things twice as fast. You know. To me.
1: You know. The funny thing is, now that this library thing is going on,
0: yeah,
1: or happening, or will happen, uh, I'm already thinking that mm, they're just going to put the work up. There's not going to be a reception or anything like that. You know, they just feature an artist yeah. every month. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder if it makes more sense to actually try to get into a space or to rent a space in do what everybody's wanted me to do is to invite everybody in for a night Mm -hmm. or two and Mm -hmm. everybody drinks Mm -hmm. cocktails and looks at the works Mm -hmm. and and that type of thing so that might happen as
0: well do both yeah absolutely um so what defines success for you right now at this point
1: you know what from for me progress it's it's just progress right now i mean look i i have to tell you i mean even though i can be self-critical I'm incredibly proud of myself that not only have I taken the leap and tried to do this, right? but, you know, four or five years later, I'm still doing it. Yeah. I'm actually doing it more now than I was. Yeah, um, Pretty good. So, you know, I think that's pretty cool. Good. And, it, and it's something that's a little bit unique. In, in One of the things that has kind of led me away from the photography a little bit okay. is the technology has come so far that almost anybody can do it. Yeah, and there well, was there are so uh, many. Yes and
0: no. Yes and no. But back to your your is it what would it be a portrait of people? Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, I mean it takes a certain skill to it's, it's, to it's true. get that. I mean the response that you get from the people you you're photographing. I couldn't get that from them. They're responding to you. Yeah. So there's something that you're able to capture and draw out of people that's
1: really unique. Yeah, and, and I get that, and and you're right. But but the the reality of it is is that you know from a technology standpoint that there are cameras out there that have incredible lenses, yeah, and, you know, incredible huh. processors and that type of thing, and that you yeah. can literally shoot a five minute video and pull one frame out of there.
0: Oh wow! Oh wow!
1: That is okay. Well, just that's time consuming. That, that's, I mean, but, who's going to sit that,
0: there and look at every frame of?
1: But it's just the right look. It's just the right lighting and whatnot. So that that kind of, um, you know, digital manipulation that that you can do has actually pushed me more toward the organic aspect of painting that is more unique, more creative. I own it. Sure. You know, flaws and all. Yeah. Um, It's something that... Not as many people are doing, and it. it's something that I can kind of differentiate myself and, and really kind of express myself, yeah. create, you know, uh, my creativity without kind of getting lost in the mix. So you know, it's, it's kind of a funny tangent story. I was in London, and I was walking toward Big Ben hmm. with my camera, and there were three hundred people. With cameras like as, as nice, if not nicer than my camera, <laughs> all pointing up at Big Ben. And I looked at them and I said, look at these assholes, thinking that they're going to get the greatest shot. And then I thought for a second, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm one of these I'm assholes. Of <laughs> I'm in the sea. <laughs> I was like, I'm one of these guys. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Was that a turning point? <laughs> no. No but, but but you know what I, I really do like the fact that i'm that I'm doing something that uh you know for me it's 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 mine, yeah yeah you know and and, and and as far as technology goes, and I know that people actually create beautiful 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 pieces of art online and you know through their computers and whatnot, but there's just there's something really cool about being able to you know stand out in a field or on a beach or whatnot and to try to capture yeah. something yeah. Where, you know, you own it and you can be yeah. three hours into what you think is your greatest masterpiece and take one swipe at it <laughs> and then try to fix that swipe. And the house of cards comes down. And the house of cards comes down. Yeah.
0: All right. So you mentioned future goals. You got a future plan. Are you working? How are you working that plan? Are you doing it?
1: Yeah. Right I mean, now, you are. You're right, up at right, 4 a.m. Yeah, right now I'm, I'm honing my craft. Wow. I'm learning how You're to paint. You're doing it. You know, that, that, you know, for me, that's that's it. Yeah, I, I, right. Honestly, right now I could care less what so
0: I whether in your, I sold like, something. Most ideal dreams. What would your retirement look like? I'm in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, I I think that I would love to be able to do what what some of the folks are doing locally now, and you know, there's kind of a little scene going on right now. Oh yeah, and you've seen the you've seen the scene same, same. kind of kind of evolve. I mean, even somebody like you know you know, Todd Benita or Chris Volpe started out, you know, teaching a workshop or a class here, and now they're actually doing it overseas. Yeah. I would love to be able to do that. Yeah. To be able to get to a point where I can supplement and complement not so much my my income, but my hobby, and to be able to do it in places and to be able to share that with other people. This is a real element to my job right now, my job job. Right. Where I'm an educator. Yep. And to be able to take that skill set and to combine it with the love that I have of art and painting yeah. and to be able to do that instead of trotting around some golf course looking for a golf ball, (laughs) you know, which I'm not knocking it, you know, people love that. It's just not what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That would be ideal for me. Nice. So right now it's, it's just, you know, kind of learning the craft. Yeah. Honing my skills and being able to get to that point where I can enjoy myself, create, and maybe get a little something out of it and then give back a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty
0: cool. Nice. I like that. Um, And Deb can serenade you on the chill. And Deb can serenade you. (laughs) Great. So,
1: all
0: right, let's talk about social media. Have you actually made any sales? Because Certainly, some, you've put up something, and somebody said, "Wow!"
1: A lot, awesome. Well, I even I even sold a lot. Yeah. I've had a lot of people say that.
0: I like they, that they would
1: they would like to buy, it. and I and I have sold a, I, a handful. You know, the funny thing is, is that you know, in the general public, and certainly the the motley crew that I run around <laughs> with, you know, they see a painting and they're like, "That's amazing! I want to buy that," yeah. and I you know give them a sense of what I think is a fair price for it, and they back it. It sends them running for the hills. Yeah,
0: but stick to your guns.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to compromise it. I, You know what? Even though I, I can come across as self-critical, I'm very happy to keep what yeah, I've created. And,
0: I, I agree.
1: And I'm not willing to let it go. And I, I literally have had neighbors of mine say, that was just an amazing piece of art. You know, I'd love to have that. In there mm-hmm. is $25 in a few yeah. if you want to part with that. I'm like, there's $90 <laughs> worth of paint on this thing. <laughs> <I'm>
0: too- <laughs> I love it. You know what? I've I've sold a a
1: couple of things. You know, one of the, my favorite, uh, you know, kind of stories and I guess success stories is I was walking through the north end of Boston, which is kind of where I grew up. I mean, even though I grew up in Winthrop, I used to spend a lot of time in the north end and I was walking with a buddy of mine and I actually had my camera and I took a picture of the people waiting in line at Pizzeria Regina. Love it. Yeah. And, and I thought it was a pretty good picture yeah and i thought it would make a great painting i thought it had a great narrative it had great lighting it was a nocturne and you know that type of thing so uh, a couple of weeks later i painted it and somebody bought it you know who bought it i remember that pizzeria regina bought it did they really they bought it yeah how big was that um it was it was a bigger piece you know yeah. it was a bigger piece for me so
0: how did they know you painted it?
1: Are you like, on so if a friend of mine who actually lives in the North End yeah. took it off of my Facebook page wow. and showed it to <laughs> one of the waitresses who yeah. showed it to the manager who I showed like. it to yeah. so and so. And it went on and on. And, and, and you know, through my friend, they actually contacted me
0: um. and they,
1: they offered to buy it. And then I was like, look, I will give it to you under one condition
0: <laughs> I have free pizza for life.
1: <laughs> you have to hang it in the restaurant.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know, I, I sold it to them at a very, very reasonable uh, nice. price.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I don't know if it's hanging in the <laughs> restaurant or, or not. But one of the things that I'm I'm not fearful of it, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. The last time that I was in Polcari's on Route 1, which has a Pizzeria oh, yeah. Regina yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, of course. There are huge murals of yeah. some guy who painted Pizzeria Regina during the daytime. <laughs> so I'm curious... You know, is that going to end up in their corporate offices? Is it going to end up on their menus? You know, is it going to end up on their walls? Who
0: knows? You didn't charge enough.
1: I didn't charge enough, but but I don't care. Yeah,
0: who cares? As long as their name's on it. Yeah. Ah, congratulations. That's no small thing.
1: You know, that that was pretty cool because, you know, that was a, a piece that was not purchased by my aunt or my buddy or the person down the street. Yeah. It was somebody that didn't know me, didn't have any affiliation or connection to me. They actually purchased the work based upon the merit of it.
0: Are you sure they didn't look at your last name?
1: <laughs> I don't think that hurt. <laughs> All right. I had I just to throw that in.
0: <laughs> okay. What do you have for parting words of wisdom to other artists? Who are
1: persevering? You've probably heard it over and over again, but you just gotta keep doing it. Yeah. 4 you know, a.m.
0: I don't want to hear that.
1: But 4 a.m. is pretty cool. Oh. L- l- no, let me let me paint this You're for a diehard. You. Let me let me paint the scene for you. Okay. Paint. <laughs> to be able to get up in the morning and to roll out of bed and to walk downstairs <laughs> and to make some tea. Yeah. And to walk back up into that little art space into. Pick out the perfect piece of vinyl, you know, some, some jazz, you know, a yeah. little classical and to put the needle on that record and to take a couple of sips of tea and to just get into that painting. Yeah. For me. Two hours goes by in 15 minutes.
0: Yeah.
1: And the reality of it is, is anything can happen during the day after that. And right. the day is still a win.
0: That's true. That's true. You are
1: so far ahead of the game. And I I almost equate it to, you know, there are people that are really um, disciplined that can get up early, early in the morning and work out.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's a sense of accomplishment.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and then, you know, the rest of the day, you know that you have at the very least had actually done that. Mm -hmm. The only difference being, and this is one of the things that I noticed is that you can have an absolutely okay day. If that two hour time while you're painting, is not as productive as you want, or doesn't reveal the magic that you want. <laughs> but on those moments, or in those those times, where you actually walk away from it and say, "Wow, that's pretty cool," mm-hmm. those days are amazing. Mm. They're they're just absolutely amazing. I don't know how to describe it, but they are moments of pure bliss for me.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I I'm not a morning person. I tend to paint at night with the bad lighting and get up the next day and say, "Ugh." But I like that. Yeah. I like what you're saying, and I think that that makes a lot of sense.
1: There, there's, you know, again, there's something organic about it. I mean, even even in my own little world, you know, I'm not listening to digital music. I'm listening to something on vinyl. I know, vinyl, yeah. So there's that analog aspect, yeah. right?
0: and that's playing on your video. You were going to post on the yeah.
1: website. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's not the digital photography. It's more organic than that. You know, it's more analog than that. Yeah. You're mixing paints and you're you know, applying a brush to, a, you know, a canvas and, and that yeah. type of thing. And the fact that, that you know, look, I'm a nine-to-fiver. You know, mm-hmm. I work in a white-collar world, and I have for, you know, 20-something years. But to be able to have your day start out with that type of creative outlet yeah. is pretty cool. Wow.
0: Well, I'm going to hand it to you. You're doing it, and you're going to be successful. I appreciate and we're going
1: to watch it. So
0: yeah. um, on the Artists of New England website, I'm going to go ahead and post A few extra of your paintings, whatever you send me, because you don't have your own yet. I will also post your Facebook page, uh, where people could, you'll get a million friend requests now, so you'll have to accept whoever. Works for me. (laughs) And put up more paintings. I will. So we'll look for you in um, September at the Dover Public Library. Yeah, absolutely. And then let us know where the reception is with the meatballs, and we'll be there.
1: (laughs) In the Brzeul, in the double bowl, right?
0: Oh, my gosh, Yes. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. I Thank you for having
1: me. This has really been great. A
0: yeah, and we'll definitely touch back with you and see what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on ArtistsOfNewEngland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.